previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. Dosh, you just hear, hey guys, I shoot myself in the head. <laughs> you have just woken up and you can feel your head in immense pain. I'm completely straddled on your chest and I am, I'm actually changing your bandages as, as you wake up. Josh is changing Dosh's bandages. A halfling female walks in. Thank you so much for uh, changing his bandages, Josh. Yeah. Hoke Venderberg is going to be working with Trugala to invade the free cities. Hoke Venderberg? Why didn't you just come out and say that, you idiot? Well, you said that you didn't want to hear Shut my voice. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, hey, You said lady. you didn't want to hear my voice. Wilhelmina says, since you don't seem to want to hear it from Taylor... Hoke Venderberg has been working outside of Chorus, and he has been slowly growing his influence throughout the free cities. What, what, what does he want to do with us? It just sounds like he's a successful businessman. Are we more concerned about this one fellow who wants to move in here on us, or the fact that there's demons everywhere, yes. and we were just fighting oh, demons outside in the streets? They are one and the same. The demons are here because Hoke Venderberg is allowing Trugalan spies into our lands to summon those demons and let them loose upon the citizens of this area. I knew he was a bastard, and not just because I wanted his stuff. He needs to die right now. That's the absolute priority. <laughs> you owning and controlling minds will stop the demon invasion? Jack off. Donovan. Are we on board with this? Yes. Donovan. Sounds like a more interesting weekend than I have planned. You see the elven sheriff of South Salt, Finrail. Well, Mina, I was just listening outside the door. I figured I'd come. A young teenage boy. Our listeners would recognize him as Figus. I think that I should come too, says. What we're going to need to do first is we're going to need to figure out a way to find Hoke. We can speak to my, my good bud, Reginald Fartworthy. Everybody pack your gear, because we're about to go save the God's damned world. to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Ben Renfro. Oh, fuck. Didn't think of an intro. Um, Growing up, Brixius and Ambionitis were so poor that they couldn't play Dungeons and Dragons. Just Dungeons or Dragons. Shit. Fuck. It's a dumb one. <laughs> Brad Richards. I don't have an outro for today. You said I don't have an intro, so I said outro. You know? Opposites attract. What? <laughs> yeah, you said intro, I said outro. So, I have an outro, though. That means that you have an intro, so you go intro and I go outro? Uh, correct. That's... Or well, you go intro the outro. Just make sure you wrap it so you don't get gonorrhea. Or poopy wiener. And Matt Smith. What kind of music does a Canadian bard play? Oh, God. Is it bare naked wenches? I don't know, but they play a lute. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Yep. Huh. I'm sorry. Die. Paul, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'll handle this. <laughs> <laughs> Choke on Legos. <laughs> okay. Choke on Legos. And last but not least, Brad Renfro. Saying that if you carve a pumpkin in September, it is called premature ejaculantern, and I will not be taking any questions. Mm. Die. Whatever uh, Legos he doesn't swallow, <laughs> can you please ingest them and then choke on them? <laughs> Thank you. In case you were wondering, we are not a Lego swallowing podcast. We are a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Oh, and we what? are not safe for work. Oh, we swallow, just not Legos. <laughs> and this is our 92nd episode. Paul, these are getting progressively worse, and I didn't think that could We're happen. We're also not the most clever podcast, as you could tell by our segues. <laughs> yeah. That was so bad, like, I can't even really make fun of it. I mean, there's really nothing to say. <laughs> say our segues are at the, the second grade level right now, but... Hey, I mean, if there's nothing much to say about my segue, then let's go ahead and just start right back into the episode. Yeah, it's even worse. What a good segue, Paul. 
Thank you very much. So, last time on the Death Saving Bros podcast, our adventurers are actually a different group of adventurers. We are now exploring what happened with Dosh Johnson uh, while he was off in South Salt during the events leading up to the battle for Trugala. Dosh had been attacked by a bunch of demons in South Salt, and then Wilhelmina and Taylor showed up to help scare off all these demons. Wilhelmina was able to let them know that, hey, uh, turns out that I am, I am speaking as Wilhelmina now, I am uh, Lady Nightvale. So, what? Dosh, no need to worry about that. Uh, that's one mystery solved, but Taylor and I have discovered that uh, Hoke Venderberg, this guy that you hate for business reasons, is actually a really bad guy and is trying to work with Trugala to help them invade the free cities. So Dosh, seeing a brilliant business opportunity, is going off to dispose of Hoke Venderberg, do a uh, unfriendly takeover of his business. But first they need to stop at Ryford to figure out exactly where Hoke is. And uh, that is where we're going to pick up. So you are all flying on Taylor. Uh, You've been flying a few miles and then she touches down because there are seven of you. There is Donovan, played by Brad Renfro. Say hello. Hello. There is Josh Donson, played by uh, Ben Renfro. Say hello. Hello. There's Jack Jackerson, played by Brad Richards. Say hello. Hello. Howdy. And there is Dosh Johnson, our our beloved Dosh, played by Matt Smith. Hello. And they are, again, flying on Taylor, who is in dragon form, and then they are being accompanied by Sheriff Finrail. Say hello. Well, hello there. There's... (laughs) Uh, Wilhelmina. Hello. And there's Figus. Hey, hi, guys. Oh, no, that's Taylor. Um, Same hello day. there, sirs. And then there's Taylor. Hi, guys. So, uh, got to get back into all my voices. Might as well practice, right? Uh, as it's you... the part where Paul has a mental breakdown, apparently. There's <laughs> <laughs> a stroke mid-sentence. <laughs> so, uh, as you're coming up on Ryford, uh, Dosh has been here before. Um, I don't know about the backstories for Donovan, Josh, and Jack, but perhaps you've seen it, perhaps you have not. Uh, To describe Ryford again, it is a sprawling city that uh, is bisected by the Orange River, which has been fed by several tributaries out of the Barrier Ridge Mountains. And so the Orange River is incredibly wide as it rushes through the city. There is a massive bridge spanning the south and north banks. On the south bank, you see a lot of buildings that are kind of, um, they look a little bit more run down. They seem more, they're more wood and um, clay-based, uh, thatched roofs, wooden roofs. But then on the north north bank of the river, it's almost like a completely different city. It's a lot of stone. Uh, there are gleaming cupolas and domes. Dosh knows that there are five temples on that side of the river. And you will need to figure out how to find Reginald, who is on the north bank. But as Dosh is familiar, getting across the bridge requires uh, a toll or uh, the proper papers. So I leave it to you now. I just wanted to say, if I am unfamiliar with the area as we're flying over, I'd like to be drawing like a rough like sketch of a map. Just so that I know, like, general landmarks or, you know, if we're trying to get into that building, maybe we can go that way type deal. Okay. Uh, Sheriff Finrail looks over and says, Hi, Donovan. Uh, what you doing over there? What them things you drawing? Porn. (laughs) Stick figures getting it on. Well, Sheriff, this here, just a little map of the area, just in case. Once we're down on the ground, we won't be able to see things quite this clearly so this will be a good way to know how to move about the city for anybody who hasn't been here before like myself uh, well I think that's a pretty smart idea 
just takes a minute to digest <laughs> a map. <laughs> you see the loading wheel over Finrail's head. <laughs> Are there bridges on this map? Uh. <laughs> bridges? What are those? What are those? Oh, Ryford City, their bridges are fine because they're down on the ground. They're not up at the sky like oh, some of those fancy bridges. Okay. Fine. You're nothing to me. Nothing to outrage our hillbilly sensibilities here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, how do you guys want to get to the north side, the north bank of the city? It just seems safest to have Taylor drop us off there. Yeah, how about you fly around the city and then put us on the north end? Or are they super anti-dragon? They have just artillery. <laughs> just <laughs> uh, Taylor, still in her dragon form as you're flying towards the city. It's dusk right now to help alleviate people spotting a dragon. She says, Well, um, typically people get scared when there are dragons around, so I... You know, I don't want to fly right over the city, but that's probably a good idea. I can just drop you off at the North Bank, I can transform back into a halfling, and then we can walk into the city. I'm going to say that or, or that or by one of the rivers that can, we can follow up that way. How many of us are on this dragon? Seven. There are six of you on my back right now, and uh, you're, you're kind of heavy. Six of us. Excellent. All right. We're going to halo drop into the city. <laughs> <laughs> oh? Yes. <laughs> Fly us up directly above the city on the north end, and we're going to jump off. Halo jump. Is this like... Okay. <laughs> Is this when we're flying at high speed, she turns back into a halfling mid-flight, so we all fall, and then we go... On the way down. And then we hit the ground and we die. You're correct. Yes. Just making sure. Halo jumping. <laughs> It'll be fine. Uh, Wilhelmina says... Dosh, would that not be... A, I don't think that's a very good idea. It's fine. Don't be a square. Not as it's long fine. as you have a big old parachute. <laughs> oh, these? <laughs> not a pair of shoes, SpongeBob. <laughs> parachute. <laughs> Pulls out a parakeet. Not a parakeet. Pair up. Man it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you're going to fly up above the clouds. So, less people see us, more distance to fall, more time to sing. Um, more time to hit terminal velocity. <laughs> I picture this like a Game of Thrones loot train episode where they just have the big bow that they're trying to shoot dragons out of the sky with. Because um, they're racist against dragons and want them dead. Not racist, just scared. That's what racism is. All right, Taylor, this is very important. Once we all jump off your back, you need to fly down to the city and just kind of hover in place directly in front of some of those giant ballistas <laughs> and just wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the trick is to catch one of those pointy things with your mouth. <laughs> I heard you were a sword swallower. <laughs> if they start going into <laughs> you, you're doing it right. <laughs> Trust me, it's all part of my plan. Ever heard of a trust fall? Dosh, I don't know if I trust all of your plans. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I want to make a distraction. When have my plans ever gone wrong? Um. When have they ever gone right? You shut your mouth. That doesn't sound too good for our dragon's health there, Dosh. <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, maybe instead of that, she could just start flying west and never stop. Ever. <laughs> well, eventually she would find us again. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Well, all right, if you want to try this halo jump, then I suppose I can help you. And she starts flying straight up into the clouds until Ryford is just a tiny speck below you. The air has started to thin out. And she says, all right, here you go. All right, oh. everyone, on the count of three, <laughs> jump. One, two, Three. Come on, men! Nobody oh. lives forever! I wait a minute and I laugh at them as they jump. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I jump right after them. All right. Um, everybody, everybody jumps. You hear the wind whistling in your ears as... Ryford starts to grow from a tiny speck into the size of a pebble, into the size of your palm, and 
you can feel yourself speeding up. You can feel the wind pulling at your clothes and your skin as you start to reach terminal velocity. If you look behind you, you can see Taylor has turned her nose down towards the ground and folded her wings flat, and she's starting to pelt down after you. And as her body starts to catch up to yours, she transforms back into a halfling so that all seven of you are now in free fall towards Ryford, which has now grown large enough in your view that you can now start to pick out differences in the buildings, different blocks of color. All right, so I'm going to wait until we're like, you know, fairly close to the ground and I'm going to cast Featherfall. And so Featherfall lets me pick myself and five other people. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, sorry, Taylor. (laughs) Uh, Get fucked. (laughs) I think it just allows you to choose five. It says choose up to five falling creatures within range. It doesn't include you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, who's getting fucked? (laughs) My vote would be Wilhelmina (laughs) and Taylor. Mm. But Taylor could just turn back into a dragon and Mm. catch herself. The blocks of color have now resolved themselves into more detail, and you can now see splotches moving around in the streets. Pick the teenager! (laughs) Mm. Says, we're getting pretty close to the ground! We don't have a plan. All I right. can't hear you. I'm going to save us and Figus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I had more uh, more options here. So you cast the spell and all of a sudden, Dosh, Josh, Jack, Donovan, and Figus blow backwards as Featherfall takes effect and you start floating to the ground as if you had a parachute just open up behind you. And you see Taylor, Wilhelmina, and Sheriff Finrail go <laughs> flying past you, and Sheriff Finrail just yells, Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, maybe I can... Uh... I'll cast it again on them. What's the cooldown time on that one? It's not concentration or anything, so I can... I think it's... Yeah, it's not concentration. So I guess I could cast two. Yeah, you could cast it again. It would take another six seconds before you could cast it again since it's That's a reaction. <laughs> and we're five seconds from the ground. <laughs> oh, darn. All right. Do we do we have six seconds of leeway? <laughs> yes, you do. All right. I'm going to cast it again on uh, Benriel and Wilhelmina. Uh, their parachutes activate. They fly backwards. And... You see Taylor keep hurtling past. You see a cartoon-sized hole in the ground. She flips over onto her back, looks up at you a hundred feet above her, and you can see her two middle fingers just sticking up at you. And then just as she starts to reach the buildings, you see her parachute activate, and she slowly lowers down to the ground as she casts Featherfall on herself. Damn it. (laughs) so close I mean obviously I knew you would do that <laughs> I also didn't expect you to turn into a halfling when we all jumped off uh, you're all on the ground now and you've landed in a large circular area where there are five towers around the central not a square obviously since uh, around this uh, circle and there's a fountain in the center. Each of the five towers is made of a different type of stone. There's sandstone, uh, pink, or pink granite, marble, a dark stone like basalt, and then a conglomerate like pebble stone. And uh, Taylor walks up to you, Dosh, and punches you in the balls. I kick her directly <gasps> in, in her crotch. balls. <laughs> in her balls. Oh. Doesn't feel so good, does it? <laughs> As you're doubled over in pain. <laughs> she, she's she got her legs crossed and she's scooting away and she goes, You did that on purpose! You knew that I can't turn into a dragon around here that everybody would freak out! Give her the old wham-bam right, right in the, the clam. clam. <laughs> Soar as clitoris. 
Sheriff Finrail speaks up and says, Dosh, I don't... Like, I really hope that that was just a mistake. You know, that would that would be pretty darn mean of you if you just tried to kill Taylor. What are you going to do, arrest him? <laughs> you have no power here. <laughs> I mean, she was out of range. Well, uh, if that's the case and she, like, you couldn't help her, then that's one thing. But, uh, you know, you, you should really think about... I know that you two have your differences, but, uh... Maybe, maybe we can all work together. She's a dragon. She'd be fine. She's probably got enough HPs to tank that. <laughs> what? How much damage would you roll for a terminal velocity fall to concrete? <laughs> yeah, straight onto like cobblestone. <laughs> well, based on the height that you fell from, since it was tiny, tiny like that, and the air was thin, it probably would have been, I don't know, let's say... What, what's this? What's a safe distance that you can jump from, Brad? You'd probably know best. In real life, yeah. Three stories, isn't it? <laughs> no, I mean like, um, in terms of like being able to breathe. Where where would you parachute from? Oh, three stories, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> About that. No, I. I don't know what the parachuting height is. Well, there's a guy who did it from the edge of space, so it's at least. At most that high. He held his breath, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, it was at least, uh, I just looked it up. Parachuting happens around 14,000 feet, and since you were halo jumping, it'd be even higher than that. So let's say 25,000 feet, because I think 35,000 is where you can't breathe. That's what we wanted. Okay, so 25,000 feet, terminal velocity drop. Oh, so I should have told Taylor to fly up a little bit higher. Well, then all of you would have died. And, I mean, like, after we jumped off. Oh, I gotcha. So, let's... Did I say 25,000 or 30,000? 25,000. So, 25,000, and you roll a d6 for every 10 feet that you fell. <laughs> <laughs> so... You'll be fine. <laughs> you would roll... 2,500. D6 yeah, 2,500 d6. Now, let's, put it into a calculator to do the average. Like... Isn't there like a simulation where you can go, you rolled 2,500 D6s and this is your number? Either way, you're getting fucking splattered. I think that might just break our uh, computer trying to. <laughs> well, if she was a half orc, she could just be like, nope, back to one HP. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I guess let's do this. The, the average of a D6 is four, four times 2,500. 10,000. Yeah, it's, it's 10,000 damage. Is that bludgeoning damage? Yes, that would definitely be bludgeoning damage. Unless she managed to fall on the uh, the peak of a cupola, in which case that'd be mm. piercing damage. Wouldn't want that to happen. Right <laughs> in the anus. <laughs> Congratulations, you just took a steeple in the ass. <laughs> thankfully, everybody managed to make it safely to the ground. Yeah, so, uh you are now uh, in this uh, city circle. There's a fountain in the center. There are the five temples. Uh, they are temples. Uh, Dosh recognizes them from the last time he was in Ryford. And uh, where would you like to go? Is this the place with the well? No, that's Marnborn. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, and let's let's roll to see if anybody noticed you halo jumping in. No chance. Of course not. We were at terminal velocity. Yeah, it was a natural 18, so everybody noticed you halo jump in and they're all staring at you okay so we gotta hit the ground and move so this was a demonstration <laughs> come to the inn at the rye for our performance later actually you know what Figus does uh, he <laughs> notices everybody staring at you guys and goes hello sirs this has been a demonstration of the hammer fist and how to do nice. a halo jump from the sky without hurting yourself and let's roll his persuasion yeah, just roll when you hit the ground. You'll be fine. <laughs> I fucking love this kid now. <laughs> well, I guess it's gotten so much cooler. Oh, wow. Uh, he he just rolled a, uh, a, a 19. Learned everything he knows from Brixius. <laughs> so everybody applauds, and uh, some of them come up to ask for information about the hammer fist. Until, they <laughs> Until we have zero information <laughs> about the hammer fist. No, Figus knows everything about the hammer fist. Well, until they ask about the class of halo jumping, and then they splat on the fucking ground, <laughs> testing jumping off buildings. 
Yeah, first lesson, we just chuck you off the, the roof of the hammer fist. Usually about three stories, I think that's the <laughs> that's the highest breathing point. Um, the, the crowd disperses now, now that they have spoken to Figus and gotten information about the hammer fist. And he turns to you and says, Well, that turned out to be quite lucrative for, uh, for Sir Brixius's hammer fist. I, I think I'm getting the hang of this. It's pretty quick thinking there. Thank you, sir. It's like we've done it for 90 episodes. <laughs> All right, where are we going next, sirs? And, and ladies? Waldash, where are we supposed to find this guy? Well, if memory serves me correctly, good old Reginald is at some... Wasn't it some, like... Brothel? Like a turn-of-the-century, <laughs> like, English gentleman's parlor kind of kind of place. Whorehouse. You can say it. Yes. It's a whorehouse. Where you go in, there's like nice comfy armchairs and some old guy asleep in the corner. And... Some old guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it. that's exactly what it is. It's a gentleman's club, like cigar lounge, and uh, they, they serve little snifters of brandy, and it's just a bunch of old guys hanging around. They serve ass. <laughs> Sweaty. Sweaty wench Do you ass. remember what the name of the gentleman's club is? That's not the name. Sweaty No chest. girls allowed. Cool club only. He man woman hate club. <laughs> yeah. they, they make the wenches do burpees before going out to please the gentlemen, oh. so they make sure he has to sweaty. <laughs> Say there could um, be men wenches back there as well, just doing lunges. Doing lunges in tight underwear. Uh, so yeah. Do you remember what the name of the gentleman's club is? I do not. It was called the Limp Serpent. Oh, yes. Oh, that's right. The limp, the limp serpent. dick. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All the old men in there who can't get it up. <laughs> Funny. Mm. They make spells for that. <laughs> <laughs> Wilhelmina says, Dosh, do you know the way to this limp serpent gentleman's club? Finn does. What are you trying to imply? But also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Would you mind leading the way then? I walk directly in that way. Gosh, that crusty old dog. <laughs> uh, you make your way through the lavish part of Ryford, and you leave the Temple District. Uh, you walk along beautiful roads paved with brick on some streets. Other streets are cobblestone. And again, all of the buildings are made of stone with terracotta roofs and flower boxes in all of the windows. There are gardens. It's It's... A gorgeous, gorgeous city. Eventually, you wind up coming to a building that has the sign, the Limp Serpent. I would like to purchase a nice cigar at some stall, if possible, before going in. You don't want to buy a cigar from the Gentleman's Club? I want to buy something nice that wouldn't be available at the Gentleman's Club on a regular basis. Okay, gotcha. Um... Roll investigation to see if you can locate a cigar stall. Not good. Ten. <laughs> All right. You find a stall, and uh, there's a gentleman behind the stall that is wearing a vest that made of red velvet, and he is waving his hands over the cigars in front of him, and he says, Ladies and gentlemen, come, feast your eyes upon these amazing cigars from all corners of the globe. We have the finest tobacco from Danakesh. We have tobacco from as far as Sparta. We have the special nightweed that comes only from Start Night Forest. Ooh. Give me some of that dank kush. Ah, you're speaking of the nightweed. <laughs> I'll take some of the stuff that's far away. Ah, do you, do you wish to sample some of the Danakeshian tobacco, or would you rather have the Spartan? Spartan. The Spartan tobacco. Here you are, sir. That will be five coppers. Seems reasonable. And of course, our nightweed is a rare delicacy, and will cost you a full silver. A full silver? What am I... Yeah, here you go. <laughs> I'll take two. <laughs> All right, he hands them over. Would any of you other discerning buyers like to peruse the cigars. And uh, Wilhelmina actually goes up and looks at a few, sniffs along their length, and then 
besides, no, thank you. I will purchase my cigars elsewhere. Ooh. And Finrail says, Billy, I didn't know that you liked to smoke cigars. Again, Finn, um, I don't really like you calling me Billy. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. I'm sorry about that. Um, I'll, I will work on that, Wilhelmina. Damn it, Billy. He just wants to love you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, cowboy. <laughs> Get some tobacco for that pipe of yours. As she passes by, she pats his shoulder, but you notice that it's It's actually his penis. No, it's... (laughs) You notice that it's not so much of a pat as it is kind of like a rub of the shoulder. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, you go on your way, you arrive at the Limp Serpent, and uh, as you're approaching the door, a butler-looking gentleman out front holds out a hand as Taylor and Wilhelmina try to enter the building system. I'm sorry, but this is a gentleman's club only. Nice. I tip him. <laughs> Five gold pieces. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> uh, you, your companions can wait outside until your business is concluded. Fine. I'll, I'll just wait out here then. And Taylor takes a seat on the, uh, on the stoop outside the club. Wilhelmina waves you in and says, Let us know what uh, Reginald has to say. Okie dokie. And then I guess we stroll on in. And we leave out the back. And don't tell them. Yes. Time to do the mid-roll now, do-da, do-da, hope I get away with it, oh the do-da day. It's your DM Paul here with another mid-roll to catch you up on what's new with the show. It's short this week. Most of the things you regularly hear from us are the same. We still have merchandise available for you on redbubble.com. All you need to do to find that is search Death Saving Bros to bring up all the available swag. Though, uh, heads up. The swag may be updating soon now that we have new characters and new art from our go-to artist Galen, who you can find at KillerDM on Instagram. Uh, We do still want to hear your reviews, which you could leave on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. FYI, if you haven't already left a review, now is the perfect time to do that. And, of course, we still have plenty of exciting extra content available for you over at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros. Between now and the release of the next main episode, we'll be releasing the final lore episode where we dive into the backstory of Prothean Greymane. And when I say final lore episode, I mean the final lore episode from our first campaign. And just so you can mark your calendars on when that Prothean episode is coming out, the lore episode will drop on April 15th, 2022, and that will mark four backstory episodes available, as well as 10 miniseries episodes. That's at least another 12 hours of content just in the extra episodes. That doesn't even count the bloopers, the recaps, and the conversational recaps that are also available. Something that is new is that we just had our most recent quarterly online meetup where we played Telestrations online. Uh, we were <laughs> we were laughing so hard, one of us actually choked. And, uh, he's okay. But uh, I'm sure you'll get to see some of the reasons why when we share our drawings from that night on social media. And just in case you didn't know, you can follow us on social media, at Death Saving Bros, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. But anyways, if you're interested in getting your hands on any of this extra content or access to these quarterly meetups, um, all these things are benefits available to our patrons. So head on over to patreon.com slash deathsavingbros, where you can start your access for as little as $2 per month. Finally, having spent so much of this mid-roll talking about Patreon and how to support us, 
The last thing I always like to do before getting you back to the episode is to recognize those that already support us and have made this show possible. Those who pledge at the $5 tier get a shout-out at the end of the show, but the following individuals have pledged to support us financially at the $10 tier or higher, so they get their supporter shout-out right now. Ryan Cushman and Gene L. Jackson. Thank you all for your support. Oh, and there is one last thing I should bring up before I get you back to the episode. While it is small, there is a potential content warning that I would like to share with our listeners. At the 64-minute mark, there is content dealing with infidelity and sexual trysts. If that is something that is upsetting to you as a listener, please know that it is only a few seconds long before we reach the end of the episode. So you can go ahead and skip ahead from 64 to about 64.10, and uh, you will be past that. But other than that, we hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. So once you are inside, as Matt had mentioned, it is kind of turn of the century looking. It has like a green velvet wallpaper. There are bookcases everywhere. There's um, wooden tables with dark leather armchairs next to each of the tables. There are a bunch of old men sitting around smoking cigars and uh, sipping brandy from snifters. And Dosh notices in the back corner that there is a rather paunchy looking individual, older kind of like a comb over going on and he looks to have wealth but he's not very good at showing it like to stroll up and go hey mr fartworthy how's it been oh it's been quite a while (laughs) it has been quite some time actually not quite that long it's only been what a few weeks a few weeks i think it's only (laughs) been a few weeks Dang, I must have had a uh, lot of that brandy last time I was here. <laughs> oh, I don't think so, but uh, what can I do for you? Well, first off, I, I brought you a gift. Here you go. All right, I give him some of the uh, the ickiest of the sticky. What? Are these nightweed cigars? Yeah, they are. Hmm. Well, that is quite nice of you. Now... You always did know how to flatter an old man. What? And who are your friends? Hold on. <laughs> Dosh gives him the icky sticky, and he says he knows how to flatter old men. Yep. I am very, uh... <laughs> it was just a caterpillar from fucking, uh... <laughs> fuck what movie is that? House of Wonderland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just high as fuck, and then... <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes. I'm an old man. I'm an old man. I see you in my forest. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, who are your friends? These are some fellows from, um, actually, I don't know where you guys are from. <laughs> but we met down in South Salt. It's not been great down there. No, why not? Um, demons. Demons? Shh. And uh, several of the men around look over, and they don't seem to react to Reginald saying demons. They're more upset that he's loud, and they go, shh. Yeah. As uh, as I hear him shout demons, I'm going to get real close and press my finger up to his lips in a shushing fashion and just kind of smother it in there a little bit. I'm trying to finger this man's mouth? No, trying to shush him. <laughs> Well, as we know, you got to show Reginald a lot of uh, tender loving care and affection right, apparently, to get what you yeah. need. Right. Well, all right, demons. Are, are, is Trugala invading? It might seem that way. That's what we're trying to get to the bottom of. My goodness. Um, I don't see how you think that I can help. Well, one of uh, my good business not-so-friends... Mr. Uh, Hoke Venderberg, I'm sure you're familiar with. Oh, yes. Hoke, he, he has so many iron reserves. Um, he was 
He's been dealing with Steelglade and all of the other weapons makers. He also just started a lumber business down in Star Knight Forest. Yeah, well, he's, um, he's also in the conspiring business. Oh, dear. So, so, wanted to go have a, a little chat with him to, you know, clear the air. See what's what. And, uh, we were hoping you would happen to know where he is right now. Well, now, you know that I don't do too much dealings up in Chorus, where hoax businesses lie. But, uh, Bindi, oh, you remember Bindi Spiteri? Good old Bindi. <laughs> yes, I absolutely do. You have no idea who I'm talking about, do you? Of the spice. Oh, you do? <laughs> All right. Yes. Uh, he has been getting his spices up into Chorus from these ports. You remember that he, he slept with the harbormaster's wife at Coruscinium, right? Uh-huh, good times, good times. Yes, well... Uh, Who hasn't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's only been getting worse for him. Apparently the harbormaster has been trying to track him down. He's declared a blood feud. You believe that? Absurd. He should have been asking him for tips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yes, well, so Bindi's been moving his spice from Ryford up to Chorus via wagons. Um, perhaps you could ask him. I'm, I know that he just put into port this evening, so you might be able to catch him. The chase continues. Awesome. Well, I guess we'll, we'll go search for him then. All right. Definitely thought Bindi was a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> the only note I have is uh, Bindi Spice Girl. <laughs> I'd say it's pretty misleading to be a woman. <laughs> well, it's just saying that his favorite band is the Spice Girls. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. That's probably why you made that note. <laughs> so, yeah. How do you guys want to go about finding Bindi? Just go to the port and just start yelling, Bindi! Finding them. Okay. Yeah, we should... I'm gonna say we should, yeah, we should go down to the port if they have a boat or like whatever we know of. Maybe get the name of said vessel from hey, Mr. Reggie. Fartworthy. Do you know what what flag he's flying under these days, or what tasteful name is slapped across the uh, side of his boat? He's using his father's old boat. Uh, you know, Mykonos. That's the name of his father, not the boat. The boat's name is the Wilmont. The Wilmont. Okay, he Wilmont so... the uh, Harbor Master's wife. Ha <laughs> uh. <laughs> You always did know how to turn a phrase. <laughs> okay, so we just need to go down to the port, and if the boat's not there, we can look at the log for what boats have been leaving and where they're going, and that can be our first clue here. But the important thing is just to go out the back door. Yes. We could uh, also probably check with the harbor master who's been looking for him himself. He's probably been looking for his wife, too. We can help him out with that. <laughs> Did his wife run away with this gentleman? Wait, was this the harbor master here in Ryford, or was this the harbor master in Chorus? This was the harbor master in Chorus, uh, not Chorus, yeah, in Coruscinium. Coruscinium, okay. Yes, yeah, so Bindi had to start bringing his boats here to Ryford instead of the port in Coruscinium. Is that what the harbor master wanted? Uh, wanted Bindi because she she didn't want the the Coruscinium anymore. <laughs> wanted to try something different. I don't know. I guess we'll never know. The world may never know. <laughs> How um... many licks does it get to the center of someone else's pants? The world may never know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird thing to say, Roji, but okay. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> It's just you, that, uh, it's you just start that smoking weed. that uh, nightweed already? Uh, you see, like, a tendril of black smoke coming off the cigar that's in his hand, and you realize that it is the nightweed. Good man. Cheers. <laughs> and I, like, smack the butt of my cigarette and cheers the butt of his cigarette. Cigar, I'm sorry. Blunt. Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> Giant fat roach. His juicy J. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, do you have any other questions for... Reginald? Well, we know our next step, and that's what I cared about. I'm gonna tell him to keep it easy, keep it tight, and uh, 
enjoy his nightweed. <laughs> Get it right. Yep. Get it tight. Good squad out. Very well. Best of luck finding finding out of what's going on with Hoke and these uh, demons. Thank you, Saw. They can tell that dragonborn to stop eyeballing me on the way out. There's just nobody there. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave him chuckling in his chair, and he's going to be talking to us for like 20 more minutes, but we're not going to be there. <laughs> you put up a cardboard <laughs> cutout of yourself. You really did get that dank stuff. I did ask the for the stickiest. <laughs> okay, so you head on down to the docks, and they are teeming with life. There are small fishing vessels. There are large cargo galleys um, unloading, loading, people pushing, calling, yelling, shouting. And uh, you said that you were just going to ask around for the name of if anybody knows where the Wilmont is docked. Uh, unless we can just see it. See it. <laughs> looking and asking. Okay, who is going to be looking and who is going to be asking? I guess Dosh will do the asking. And Donovan will do the looking. And Josh will do the touching. Just feeling up all the fish. This is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grab one. It's like, soon, and you throw it back. This <laughs> <laughs> is fortune telling the fish's life. Like He's like, this one died very... Very scared. Wave my hand over it. Oh my god. <laughs> Things you've seen. Um... Donovan, go ahead and give me a perception check. Dosh, give me a an investigation check. And then Josh, give me a survival check. Perception adds wisdom. 12. 15. Uh, 13. Okay. While Dosh is asking around and Donovan is walking up and down the dock taking a look uh, Josh Donson is checking out all of the stalls and checking out the fish and uh, you have found quite a good deal somebody is offering you uh, a whole basket of fish for only five coppers mm. fresh caught this morning the best river trout that you could get that is a, a very fair deal. One has three eyes, one has no eyes. So they average out. <laughs> no, they're actually very good-looking fish. One has, like, six tails. No, see, that's that's the stall way down the way. He manages to find weird fish all over the place. But this fish, that's the good stuff. And only five coppers. How much, uh, how much for you to clean the fish as well? I've... <laughs> I've, I've never touched a knife. Fish are too slimy. <laughs> ah, well now. And he pulls out some filleting knives and he tick, tick, tank, tick, 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 and he's uh, slicing up the fish left and right and he goes, only oh. one more copper. Well, <laughs> he's like, never mind, put the fish back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just uh, curious for pricing reasons. I, I, I probably wasn't going to have you do it. But uh, <laughs> five coppers for the basket it is. All right, sounds good. And he gives you a basket <laughs> and then tosses away the fish that he just sliced up. No! He's a good fish. <laughs> Take a copper off for not listening to the customer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then, Dosh, you're asking around, and you're not having much success. People know of the Wilmont. They know who Bindi is, but they're not sure when he's docked last or where he's docked um, because there's no set dock. It's just kind of wherever... You can find room. But Donovan, you do find the Wilmont, and you're able to convey that to Dosh and the others. So, yeah, I'll come back up to him, and I'll say, all right, so I climbed up on the crow's nest of this one guy's boat, and I saw down the way next to, uh, there's a couple boats that have left for the day. Next to it there is the Wilmont we're looking for. It appears that there is nobody on the boat right now, but they might be inside. Oh, well, if I know Bindi, he's definitely inside. The harbor master's wife. <laughs> Got him. Ah. Even Taylor chuckles at that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Where'd you come from? Holy shit. <laughs> Try as you might. You guys just can't lose me. Yeah, I thought I smelled a basket of fish. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta put a bell on that little thing. <laughs> I laughed for ten straight minutes at that. <laughs> 
Alright, so you head over to the Wilmont, uh, and as Donovan pointed out, nobody appears to be on board or unloading the boat at that moment. Uh, there are There is a boat next to that one, and there is some activity going on with that. Have I met Bindi before? Like, does Dosh know Bindi personally? You do not. You were familiar with Bindi's father, Mykonos Spateri. Hmm. I say we just <laughs> I say we just go talk to the other guys, and if they have questions, we just walk up and say, "Hey, I mean, that's all mixed boat, right?" Dosh, are <laughs> these uh bad people? They aight. <laughs> Sometimes he likes sticking his nose where it doesn't belong, and other things. But you like, know. Uh, <laughs> like the wife. Yeah. <laughs> Right in the turd cutter. Nice. <laughs> See, the harbor bastard never does that anymore, so... Well, the reason I ask is, uh, I don't know why, but I have this basket of fish. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. Um, I thought about just hiding fish all over the boat so they start to rot and smell. But, uh, if he's an alright guy, he's probably got enough fishy taste in his mouth already. <laughs> <laughs> What are you cackling for? <laughs> 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 I was gonna say it's like you're doing Beerch's bush impression. Will Hamina rubs her temple a little bit and just goes, "Oh my goodness!" I smack her with a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Have one. <laughs> when did Donovan become Grixius? Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Or sorry, not, not Donovan. Donovan. When did Josh become Grixius? Because he got bored? I don't know. <laughs> I'd say there hasn't been much nightly stuff to do this this episode. <laughs> so he starts, whenever he doesn't have a job or a duty to be performing, slap people with it is, fish. <laughs> in his free time, he doesn't know how to have fun. He doesn't have a real good sense of humor. <laughs> so he's just he doing... Medicine people. hasn't gone too far, so we won't know for years that he actually just has a high case of ADD. <laughs> so you slap people with fish. So close your mouth, honey. You look like a trout. He's <laughs> <laughs> getting comfortable around new people, so we're seeing how Josh really is. <laughs> this is this is his issue. When he doesn't have anything he's supposed to be doing or any use. Four with people's mouths. And his fishes. IQ like halves. <laughs> <laughs> He just doesn't know how to enjoy himself. He doesn't know what free time is. So his life has always been so basically purposeful. <laughs> So long story short, this man puts a fucking hefty fish oil pill in this chick's face. <laughs> Makes it nice. <laughs> I think maybe we should just look at the boat instead of talking to anybody. <laughs> you would think that Josh would, his purpose would be to find Bindi so that they can get to Hoke as fast as possible. I'm going to say, there is a clear mission at hand. Nope. Uh, put... Donovan Soldier Man over here has been doing all the, the friggin' recon. And, uh, Dosh has been talking to people. So, what the hell am I supposed to do? Slap bitches <laughs> with trout, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see my trout? <laughs> Shake your tail fin, baby. Let's go <laughs> swim upstream. Wait, Bro, that's I'm a cod slap you. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta show you the great northern. <laughs> About to go cut a tree down with this herring. <laughs> Girl, I heard you were in a band. I heard you'd like to play the bass. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking... <laughs> it's up with the fish. I, that's what I do. I walk up, I make bad fish puns, and then smack people. You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Smack. <laughs> 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 the snack that smiles back goldfish <laughs> <laughs> this school is in session <laughs> I think it was raining earlier I could see a rainbow trout <laughs> <laughs> man look at all this traffic don't get hit by a carp game <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, on <laughs> There's something in your walleye. <laughs> Just lied about my age. Call me a catfish. <laughs> Don't just perch there. Do something. God damn it. <laughs> oh no. The DM comes in. <laughs> my hammer. It's a steelhead. <laughs> <laughs>
Why are you looking so blue? Gills? Round her up, you mean. Group her. <laughs> Gobi. <laughs> elsewhere. Wait, you said. Gobi! <laughs> Say, this basket only cost me one gold fish. <laughs> <laughs> he also said, basket. <laughs> <laughs> That's a two-thirds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Boat or people? <laughs> I don't know. How many fish do we have left? That was a really good deal. <laughs> people. <laughs> I'd like to yell up onto the boat. Be like, hey, I haven't seen this boat in a long, long time. Fish out Is of water. I hey. throw one up onto the dock. <laughs> Is that you in there, uh, shit, what was his name? Mikolos, the dad? Mikolos Ultra. Mikolos, yeah. Mick, it was actually Mykonos. Mykonos. Yeah. Mykonos, hey, you there, buddy? Uh, nobody responds from the boat, but the boat next to that one, somebody hears you and says, Didn't you hear? Mykonos tides! No! Fish. <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, five years ago, he got run over by a cart. Damn. Got run over by a cart? By, by what? <laughs> <laughs> I want to absolutely tomahawk a carp up there. <laughs> no, not a carp. A cart. His his son, Bindi, is running the ship now. He's running in all that spice. Spice oh, girls. Man, that's a... Oof. That's a, that's a tough one to, to hear. Where is... Old Bindi right now, it's then. Wonder hearing. <laughs> Bindi's over in the warehouse, and uh, the sailor points to a warehouse just a little bit up the wharf and says, Yeah, sent, he sent everybody home for the day, so uh, you might want to catch him. A catch, you say? Yeah, we'll reel this one in. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we got him on the hook. <laughs> <laughs> you can bait on that one. Oh, Jesus Christ. <gasps> Oh well, fellas. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's roll. <laughs> Did you just say oh whale? <laughs> yes. Then you said roll trout. <laughs> oh well. Time to sushi roll out of here. I've been saying that for the last four weeks. I just want you to know that. <laughs> sushi squad, roll out. <laughs> let's go land them. Make sure we net him before he gets away. <laughs> it sounds like he's headed upstream. Yeah, that's what I just said. He's over there. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna wait on this one. He's going to spawn with the uh, harbor master's wife again. <laughs> <laughs> that time of the year. All right, so you you make your way over to the warehouse. You walk through the door, and it is a giant building, about three stories tall. And three stories. <laughs> <laughs> Maximum velocity. <laughs> And uh, there is a gangplank, I guess, or catwalk, that's it. There's a catwalk running down the center of the warehouse, and then there are catwalks on either side. There are windows up near the catwalk, but there are boxes stacked up to the catwalk in three even rows uh, right under the catwalk. Pretty wide aisles, and the building goes about 100 feet back, and... uh, once you enter through the door, it's fairly well lit in there, and you can see a figure at the far end kind of leaning over a desk and uh, seems to be doing a bit of paperwork. Does he resemble Mykonos? Um, yeah, you would you would say that this this person resembles the the man that you knew as Mykonos. Awesome. Also, before we go over there, I totally forgot. Is Bindi on good terms with Hoke? Like, is he frequently in business with him? Yes. Okay. So, let's not talk about how we're planning to ex-live Hoke Venderberg. I can't believe no one has said this one yet. My hella rose sensors are tingling. This warehouse, it's kind of... fishy. <laughs> Hopefully we don't catch him in a crabby mood. <laughs> Why did this happen? <laughs> uh, Finrail says, All right, well, if that's that's Bindi there, then let's go say hello. Uh, 
and uh, noted on the uh, X living there, Dash. So let's let's go. Hey, Bindi, Bindi, is that you? Benriel, what the fuck? <laughs> Be cool. Who, who taught you how to interrogate? <laughs> He's a very busy man. Don't be shellfish. God damn it. <laughs> the, uh, the figure turns around and says, Hi, my name's Bindi, and who are you? And Bindi starts walking towards you, and you can see that uh, Bindi has like a shaved head on one side with hair that is quaffed over, uh, has an earring in one ear, and is wearing a very androgynous sort of outfit, has full red lips and uh, kind of wide set eyes. Would you say he has a large mouth? (laughs) 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 Is that a type of fish? (laughs) Yeah, large mouth bass. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Sheriff Finrail has a large mouth over there. <laughs> he could still have a small mouth either way. Everybody shut up. He's gonna clam up. <laughs> Bindi approaches and, and uh, hands on hips, says, how, how can I help you? I walk up, shove a fish into his chest and say, don't play coy with us. <laughs> I just chummed in my pants at that one. <laughs> We're off track, boys. Something had to say. <laughs> we just started an interrogation that we really didn't have to. Um, why, why, coy about what? I'm sorry, we were on a roll with our fish jokes. <laughs> well, it... If you don't mind. I mean, if you're sailors yourselves, I mean, there, there are quite a few fish puns to be made, so... You can, can keep I, that. A, anywho, what can I help you with? Oh, well, uh, I'm sorry to hear about your dad. He was a friend of mine. Oh, well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate the condolences, but um, and if you were a friend of my father's, I'll do whatever I can to help you. I don't know if he me- ever mentioned good old Dosh Johnson. Um, maybe once or twice. Um, you're you purvey in uh, secrets, don't you? Among other things. Okay. I'm looking to get into more, you know, tangible goods these days, like fish. <laughs> like fish. <laughs> All right. I really don't deal in fish. I'm I'm more of a spice trader. Hmm, <laughs> spice. Um, if I must say, fish and spices go hand in hand when you're cooking. Do you got some nice lemon and pepper? I do have a lot of different peppers. That that's true. Got some chili powders. So Dosh, what if you get into fish? You partner up with this guy for spices. Hmm. You sell fish and spices together. Hmm. That could be uh, quite lucrative. Well, see, the problem is right now I'm, I'm running all of my stuff up through Chorus by wagon. The fish wouldn't really make that journey. Sorry, but I'm not going to be able to help you that way. Is there anything else? But what if you made breathing apparatuses out of kelp? <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard I heard you uh, sell to uh, Mr. Venderberg up that way. Oh, yes. I was trying to... Trying to see if I could get into a, a partnership with him myself. I was wondering if, uh, where do you usually meet with him? Well, that's, that's of course, something that I don't readily disclose. But, you know, and as he's saying this, uh, the door opens behind you. And in walk seven very large, burly men. Six of them have clubs. And one of the men carrying a club bars the door. And the seventh man... Uh, clearly in charge, not carrying a club, steps forward into the light, and you can see that he's wearing a sailing hat, and he takes it off and throws it down on the ground, starts rolling up his cuffs, and says, Big D, I've been looking for you a long time. It's high time that we deal with this. You fucked my wife. Nice. Look, semen. I throw him some (laughs) low bones. (laughs) And uh, that's where we're going to end our episode. We all do the grown-ups where we all go, me? (laughs) (laughs) I fucked a lot of wives. Which one was yours? She just laid there like a dead fish. (laughs) Someone catapult the fish. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, we will pick up next time with a, um, a very angry harbor master. 
and his goon squad. Wait, he's a harbor master? So he, he does harbors a, a lot of resentment. Not, uh, uh, die. Uh. <laughs> so he does a lot of fishing. Correct? No. Oh. So he's not a masturbator. <laughs> well, he is now, now that his wife has left him. <laughs> Probably because he's so shrimpy. Oh. Well, if you listeners enjoyed this episode. Uh, and you can't wait to hear more fish jokes or other puns because we get into other uh, areas of punnery. You can head over to patreon.com slash deathsavingbros, become a patron, and you'll get access to bloopers, conversational recaps, and extra episodes, exclusive content that you won't be able to hear on the main feed. If you would like to share this show with others, one of the best ways to do that is by leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser, and you'll get read on the air. If you would like to keep in touch with us in the meantime, you can find us on social media, at Death Saving Bros, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. I am personally available on Twitter, at HPCamper, and Instagram, at HPCamper.14. You can find me at Benfro15. You can find me at Ima underscore B underscore Rad. Oh, I'm sorry. You can you can find me. Um, well, I guess fishing. <laughs> okay, Matt Smith. <laughs> you can find me on the PlayStation Network as F A T T Dash Smith. And to all those of you listening in your cars, in your homes, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. This episode was made possible by our patrons. The following individuals have pledged at the $5 tier. Tad Corsi. Thank you for your support. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Grimdock's Busy Port, Last Respite, and Pale Sanctum Duel are copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. These tracks are used with permission, all rights reserved. The songs As I Figure, Hard Boiled, Night in Venice, Porch Blues, Sardana, and Thaxted Holsted are by Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0 and sourced from filmmusic.io. The tracks Assassin, Here and Now, and King's Trailer are music by Orchestralis. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.